Do women communicate differently than men? And what does female leadership mean? What do you think, Anna? That's an interesting question. And of course, every individual has his own style of communication and leadership. But there are some general differences between more openness on the side of women, females being more inquisitive, men being more, you know, stating things. I think they also deal different with group involvement, more equality versus more hierarchy and structure. And I think these differences in communication style also means that there's differences in uh, leadership. Very interesting. Let's talk about it later in this podcast. In the context of International Women's Day, we at KPMG pay extra attention to the role of women in an inclusive organization. In this podcast series, leaders from KPMG talk to each other about the power of inclusive teams and the perspective they have on it. My name is Anastasia Plikonska. I'm audit partner at KPMG. And together with Anna van Pauke, Global Head of Healthcare, we are hosting this new episode. Today we talk about female leadership the way women communicate, and the glass ceiling. Anna, you became global head of healthcare last year and are now leading 4,500 international colleagues. Wow, you might say you crushed the glass ceiling, haven't you? Can you share how did you manage to do this and would you say the glass ceiling still exists? Well, maybe first a little reflection on how I did it. And it wasn't an easy road. I can confess that to you. And it took me quite some time. I think the core is that I really have a passion for healthcare, for the sector that I work in. And I wanted to change that sector and really have the influence and the impact and have the position where you can use that impact and influence. And I think that was something that, uh, that really kept me going. But when I was on the road to it, I definitely noticed that people don't always appreciate it when you take a position and when you are outspoken on what you want and when you are using your influences. So that sometimes keeps you back. And there is one quote from Nelson Mandela that I really like, and I also share it with other women that are, you know, growing in their careers. And he said something along the lines like, you know, if you have a lot of talent and you have a capacity and you can use that talent and capacity to change the world for good who are you to keep that talent and capacity away and I think that was for me a very good sort of you know source to keep on doing what I was doing I have never heard it but it sounds very inspirational for well everybody on a mission to make an impact Yeah, it, it gives you the sort of legitimation to be, you know, to, to do what you want to do and to keep going and to, you know, to be powerful and forceful. Although maybe some people in your environment say, oh, shouldn't you be doing that a little bit less? No, I want to go for it. And that's what I needed in order to be where I uh, was. Now, you also said something about the glass f- ceiling, whether it still exists, didn't you? Yes, indeed. Would you say that this... This this kept you um, as a glass ceiling that you yeah you were hesitant to to break through and stand for for who you are and changing the sector. At KPMG, I actually see two glass ceilings. I see a glass ceiling at the level of the senior managers, and I see a glass ceiling at the level of the equity partners. So if I look at the glass ceiling of the senior managers, I think that's a moment in your life when you really have to start changing your roles from doing your tasks in a very good way to setting tasks, to leading teams. That's a big change for women. You have to start 
playing the political game more. And sometimes women tend to think that, you know, it's not right to play the political game, that it's not the way to deal. And at the same time, uh, a lot of women do have children. And I think that's a hard combination for them. And uh, we do lose a lot of women at that stage. And I think we should be much more proactive in KPMG in helping women to go, you know, to really go through it and become directors and become partners. Yeah, this perspective of a political game is not um, the way I looked at the glass ceiling, but it's very interesting to um, learn about your perspective. I think that perspective of the political game maybe is even much stronger at the level of the equity partners, where I I fear I see a glass ceiling there. And more and more we have uh, female equity partners, but we see very little female equity partners in the, you know, lead partner role for the large accounts. Very little women still in leadership in KPMG. And so men are making all the deals in, you know, in their own little clubs, in their own little teams. And the other day I had a discussion with Mark Hogeboom and Edwin Harry, and they had a very good PD webcast. But I said, you ask a number of people on stage because you were proud of what they'd done. Why didn't you invite any women to do that? And I think we need to be much more conscious in KPMG that if we really want to be diverse, diversity needs to be there at the top as well. And we need to promote them to also be a very natural part of our leadership. I think when we have that, we will also create role models that other women can use. And we start then solving the, you know, solving the puzzle for the future. No, I totally agree. I think the, the role models is a very important part of breaking through that glass ceiling at senior manager level, because... Well, you cannot be what you cannot see. So having those role models is, I think, one of the most important ways that we can show the the younger managers or senior managers that how it can be done in a way that's different uh, and not a male-dominated way, but also the female way of leadership. Yeah. When it comes to role model, I come from a sector where there's a lot of women in leadership positions in healthcare. And because of that, I have a whole repository of role models and I sometimes use one and then the other. And I think that role model is really helpful in breaking through that glass ceiling. Now about your glass ceiling, Anastasia. You just finished the PACTAC process recently and from the 1st of October you started to, uh, you know, you're an audit partner and you said that during that process you ex- you discovered that making an impact or the concept of success is very different between men and women. Yeah, it was a very interesting process. Well, first of all, my first glass ceiling was on a personal level. When I confirmed my decision to go for partner, I was just three months pregnant. And that's what when I applied with a very conscious choice of going for the promotion during my maternity leave, mm-hmm. with a background that there were people in my past and um, saying that you cannot be a good mother if you are pursuing this career, which I totally disagreed with. So I had to step over that glass ceiling and say, no, I I know I can do it, especially if I get all the support. And I got a great amount of support from um, the partners and also my teams in never for a moment doubting that I cannot do that. So in the end, I did my interviews being 37 weeks pregnant. Wow. The the PACDAC process was very accommodating because initially it was scheduled for five days after my due date and they um, moved it forward three weeks so I could still 
do it um, before my daughter was born. That was very important part of, of breaking through that glass ceiling is getting all the support from mm-hmm. my environment, yeah. both at home and at work. Yeah. It was one of the main factors that um, helped me in the process. And during the assessment, I did see the differences how male and female look at making an impact. Mm-hmm. There was a situation where I had to deal with a conflict in a team, is in, in a role play. Mm-hmm. And the feedback that I got is that my making an impact qualities were under the level of associate partner. And I reflected on that. I read the feedback again, and it said, well, you need to present yourself more as a leader. You need to be more confrontational, more critical. And I reflected that all the situations I had with teams and how I lead in a natural way for me, and I just said, well, it's not authentic for me. This Mm -hmm. is not the way I lead my teams. I can manage that by being more empathic or yeah, have a good conversation with my team members. And I don't have to be confrontational. So what you're saying there actually is that you seem to be having this very female leadership style, which is from research shows is very effective, but it wasn't appreciated as being effective because we have a different perception of what leadership needs to be. That's the impression that I had from this just 20-minute assessment on which I commented that in a diverse organization, I think you can make an impact in Mm -hmm. a different way. And I think I do make a lot of impact on teams, on clients. I can be confrontational if need be, but I also make an impact with natural authority from my knowledge, from topics that I'm passionate about, such as innovation. Uh, I make an impact in proposals. So I do make an impact. I just do it in a different way, which is more authentic for me. Yeah, you, so you're really saying there's a diverse way of making an impact and we need to be looking much more diverse. So there's certainly more than confronting, being confrontational. There's different different styles which are as effective. So yeah. we need to address and redefine that impact thing again for a more diverse leadership style, which is more effective. Yeah, I truly believe that. And I think there is a difference between male and female. Um, What you mentioned before is female look more at the role of the team and the success of the team, as opposed to the role of a single leader that claims the stage to show the success. Yeah, the female way is more inclusive, is more directed towards team effort or giving the stage to a person that delivered a great job. And it does not necessarily have to be yourself (laughs) in that position. It's quite funny. I remember from the time when I was chairing the Pakdak process that we, this style of being more, showing more empathy, involving people, asking questions, having dialogue, was very often being perceived as uncertainty, not knowing what you want to do. Whereas we should sort of redefine it and say it's a very open, inquisitive leadership style, a very much based on commitment and involvement which is definitely going to bring us forward. Yeah, I do. Be, I believe in the combination. So in, in some situations, you need to be more you know, confrontational and critical. But in others, you also need to be more inquisitive and empathic and yeah, making the team come along with you. So that for me is the power of the diverse organization mm-hmm. that you have different styles. And also in the definition of leadership, that we make it broader and also have different styles that also tick the box of making an impact. And in the beginning of the podcast, you mentioned that you see differences in the way that men and women communicate. Can you explain more what you mean by that and 
what in your view is female leadership? Yes, let me start by telling you a little anecdote. And now I'm going to, uh, well, <laughs> to open up some secrets. So when I was responsible for developing the KPMG Outlook Strategy, I was, of course, a member of the extended board. And I was the only female member on this board. And my way of having a discussion and coming to a decision is asking questions. So I brought in the document and I started asking some questions And then these men, some sort of, you know, the other board members seemed to think that I was asking questions because I hadn't understand it, because I was uncertain. And I was so amazed because my way of discussing is asking a number of questions, having discussion, and then taking a decision at a higher level. Also, in doing the strategy, I thought it was very important to involve people, to have group sessions. And, you know, some of them said, no, that's too expensive. We can write it down. And that that's the difference in leadership styles. And how can young female leaders or female um, equity partners, how can they address this so how would you approach it right now if you were asking questions and people were thinking that you were uncertain about it i think it's 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 staying power keep doing what you're doing believe in yourself if you want to succeed sometimes as a woman you need to be more strict you need to be more blunt and you need to accept that people will not like you for it and maybe the fact that people sometimes don't like you is not a sign of not being successful but it's a sign of being successful so start flipping it and Anastasia now you are in your new role uh, and you are now a partner I think you did a great great job also I mean doing the uh, duck process while you were 37 <laughs> weeks pregnant that's not that's not nothing What would your advice be to all these managers, senior managers and what they need to do to take that next step? How do they, yeah, what's success for them? I would advise young females or actually anybody who thinks that or feels that they're in the minority or excluded. I think the important thing is to realize that this diversity, that it has a power in the team and that has a functional role also in in the work environment. Another thing is ask for support and also support others along the way that you think can use uh, an extra compliment or a helping hand. So it also means when you're saying that, Anastasia, it means that when you see a woman who's struggling and who needs just that little bit of support to make that next step, see it, mention it and help that person, support that person to go and take the next step. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Great. <laughs> We have come to the end of this podcast episode. This was a really nice conversation, Anna. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for sharing all your knowledge and also asking me interesting questions to share my tips. I really hope that young female and male leaders follow our tips and that all together we can create a more inclusive KPMG uh, in the next chapter. And thank you everyone for listening. If you want to know more or share your thoughts on female leadership, please feel free to contact us. Don't forget to listen to the other episodes where our colleagues discuss topics like diversity, setting targets and role models. See you there.